News Talk ZMB political editor Jason Walls, welcome to the program. Good afternoon, mate. Aren't you a lucky boy? A second day of sound bites from Mr. Christopher Luxon. <laughs> That's right. We have been absolutely spoiled. The news gods are smiling down on us, raining us with um, some news from the politician that is Christopher Luxon, of course, from the national camp. We've heard very little um, from him apart from these stand-ups that he has because Parliament is just not sitting. There's not a lot happening until we get those special votes. But glory, glory, the specials are coming out tomorrow, so we'll find out all about how many seats the Nats lose to Labour and to the Greens, or Labour and the Greens, and how much they're going to need Winston, as well as a couple of marginal seats, such as Teatatu, Nelson, Banks Peninsula, and another of others like that but he did speak to us a few moments ago um, and he gave us a little bit of a hint as to how long he thinks the negotiation um, the negotiation saga is going to take in the form of his plans around the Pacific Island Forum have a listen yeah, I would love to go to the forum. I think it's a really important forum. There's a number of issues there, and we have uh, great relationships with partner c- countries in the Pacific Islands that we need to continue to deepen and build our relationships with. Uh, but I think the reality is, with the final results coming through only tomorrow, uh, that I won't be able to, to leave on Wednesday morning because my priority is to form a government. And so what we will do is we will send Jerry Brownlee, uh, who will be accompanied by uh, 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 Carmel Cepeloni, who will lead the efforts for New Zealand, uh, with, with an uh, incoming government representative, which will be Jerry Brownlee in this case with his experience in foreign affairs. I think that's entirely appropriate. So a couple of things we learned there. Um, the Pacific Island Forum trip delegation was meant to leave on Wednesday morning. So we do know that Luxon thinks it's going to take longer than Wednesday to form a government. Now, yeah. this is probably not that surprising. I mean, if it was done and dusted by Wednesday, I think a few people would have a few questions about how long this has taken, maybe a bit too quick. The other is that he sent Jerry Brownlee, who, of course, is National's foreign affairs spokesperson right now. So that does make sense. But it raises questions. Is this who he wants in the foreign affairs portfolio, one of the top three or four uh, most important portfolios in any government? But there is, of course, the looming specter of Winston Peters. So a, a bit to mull over there. Are you Hercule Poirot or something as you sniff around little clues and then come up with assumptions based on the little snippets that have left behind by Christopher Luxon? It's amazing. That's <laughs> all I've got in these quiet times. I know, I understand it. But you know what is really quite amazing is that Jerry Brownlee and Carmel Cipollone are going to represent New Zealand, a true bipartisan thing to the Pacific. And I think that's quite lovely. You know, I hope they have a lovely time together. They'll be great company. So then what about uh, APEC? Well, that was the very next question from our reporter Tom Rice's lips. Have a listen. Well, again, I would like to go to that, and I really would like to go to that because I think there's a huge opportunity for us to, you know, build our relationships uh, with world leaders there. But again, you know, I am beholden to the system. New Zealanders have voted for an MMP system. Uh, they deliver a result on election night. It takes three weeks to capture all the votes, and then we have to have a coalition uh, conversations and negotiations and finalisations of our arrangements. So we'll be working incredibly hard and fast as we can to make sure we've got strong, stable government. That'll be my priority, but I would love to go to APEC for sure. So APEC kicks up kicks off on the 15th and that's where we're all expected to leave around the 14th or the 15th so don't, this does give us a bit of a scope it's an absolute no to piff but it's a it's a, i'd like to be there maybe to apec and i'm sure that apec is the one that he's really going to be pushing for getting himself on the international stage like that will be very important for somebody like christopher luxon so it d- does give a glimpse into how long this is going to take um not this wednesday but potentially the uh the friday afterwards okay. who knows where is apec this year uh, it's in San Francisco in the U.S. Lovely. Now we have new data about the sorry, new data about the size of the public service. How big is this thing? 
Indeed. So this comes from the Public Service Commissions. Now, this big behemoth, the public sector, um, last year added 2,726 full-time roles, which takes, takes the, um, the, end, the total number sorry, to 63,117,000 employees, which is quite a lot of people. Now, if we compare that <laughs> to where we were in 2017, there were 40, 44,814 people, meaning that there's been a 14,000-person jump over that period. Now, this all comes as both national and act um, amusing about reducing the size of the public service. And the ACT Party said on the campaign trail it wanted to reduce it by about 15,000 people. So they want to get it back to 2017 levels. But just how you do that is a massive question. And that's going to be one of the things that Christopher Luxon and David Seymour are chewing over during the next couple of days slash weeks, I think. The other day I heard Mike Hosking talking about MB and how they have 5,000 workers in it. Including, of course, the grocery commissioner. Well, that grocery commissioner has got 24 workers working for him. You know, in Australia, they've got three in the grocery commission. So, you know, this is amazing. But when he talked about 5,000, he said, it's a stadium full of people working for one ministry, MB, right? 63,000, you can't even fit them into Eden Park. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a ton of people. I mean, 44,000 is probably a little bit more manageable. I mean, you might have to have a bit of overflow seating. Um, but I say this like I know the how many people Eden Park can fit. I think probably about... Uh, it, it, I can tell you, it had 60,000 for the World Cup. It has normally has 48,000. You couldn't get all... Even with 44,000, you couldn't get them into the cake tin. You couldn't have a public service meeting in Wellington and have everyone there. Uh, but that's how many people are there. i got to go. Jason Walls, talk tomorrow. For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.